Welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Her Story. I'm Kimberly Pinkston, your host. And tonight's guest is um, author, CEO, and she's a breakthrough coach. And her name is Reba Bell, Coach Reba Bell. She has an amazing, an amazing story of being an overcomer and a survivor of domestic violence. She does one-on-one coaching um, called Ashes to Beauty, where she does one-on-one coaching with you individually to help heal through the process. Um, she has a book on Amazon.com called A Blessing in Disguise. And I urge you all, please, please read her amazing, amazing story. I'm telling you, it's incredible. It's life-changing. And it's so open and it's so honest. And that's one of the things that I love about her. She just does her thing. She tells the truth and she shares it. And hopefully it will help some women along and some men along the journey today. So help me welcome my amazing and beautiful guest, Miss Mrs. Reba Bell. She's coming in now. There she is. Hey, <laughs> it's good to see you. Good to see you. I'm sorry I had a little faux pas about the time zones, but you it's know, so- I don't know why I think everybody is in Atlanta, okay? It, it is, it's okay. I have two sisters that live there, so I understand. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. So, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are most welcome. Most welcome. So, let's just start to dive right in and tell us about yourself and how you got on this path. And first of all, tell us about what is domestic violence. I mean, a lot of us know, but some people don't. And if they don't, then God bless them for never having to experience such a thing. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked because a lot of people, I realize they think domestic violence is just physical abuse. And um, domestic violence stands for mental abuse, emotional abuse. I am dealing with uh, helping a client right now with financial abuse because a lot of people don't know domestic violence is financial abuse too. Um, So we talked about physical, emotional, mental, and financial. So those are the four most important factors. And sometimes in domestic violence um, uh, relationships, whether it's a parent or a spouse, sometimes we don't look at it as because they're not hitting me. that we're in an abusive relationship, so. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I um, read the book and um, it was just, it was one of those books you read that you just can't stop. You gotta go all the way through. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta go all the way through. You know, so um, I read the book and we're gonna talk about that because there's a lot of healing in this book that's going on, you know? so. I'm gonna start at the introduction then when you said when I start to think about my life and past experiences and what comes to mind is that I've always been told that I have a calling on my life. Starting from the early age of three months, I was like, wow, you know, and that you've had nearly five near death experiences. Girl, girl. Yeah. Talk about that and how you overcame that. Um, well, okay, so when I talk about um, I have a call in my life. It, of course, all the stories were told from my mom. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, okay, three months. Most people back in the 80s, I was born in 83, so most people don't talk about meningitis. Meningitis is a known thing, and it's a bacterial yeah. thing. 
but back in the 80s and before that when people had meningitis they they died and so i have a story where i had bacterial meningitis at three months and was in the hospital and um they told my mother i wasn't going to survive and pretty much the doctors always come back to my mom saying i don't know how she made it and i survived then at six months i had failure to thrive um that was another thing back in the 80s um, failure to thrive is just pretty much anything that you can't mentally function with a, when your baby is born. Um, when you know how you do the six months in, a, in one of your checkup. Well, by me having meningitis, they was basically saying that it was affecting my brain function and everything else. And so I might not be able to do this and this and that. All the doctor things that they tell you. And I came out over that, overcome that. Yeah. And, uh, but the age of seven, um, I got hit by a car and I broke my whole, my tire pelvic. I broke my left leg and half my right leg. And they told my mother I wouldn't be able to walk again. <laughs> and if I do walk again, I walk with a limp. Where neither is, is true. <laughs> wow. Um, by the age of 13, 12, 13, I was going into, I think, eighth grade. Um, I had a spider bite on my hand. I mean, on my, on my stomach. Well, I didn't know it was a spider bite. And so I thought it was mosquito. You know, it's summertime. You think it's mosquito right, bite. Right. And of course, you're a kid. You're not you're scratching it, but you don't. You're not telling your parent about it. One day I woke up and I couldn't walk. And oh, yeah, and I, I'm crying like, "Mommy, my, my legs. Something wrong with my legs. I'm young." Yeah. And she raised up my shirt and she said, "Why you didn't tell me?" They rushed me to the hospital. I had to have immediate surgery. They told my mom that if I waited one more day because the poison from the spider bite was taking over my body. So that's oh what, God. like my legs was getting paralyzed. So they had to suck all the poison out. I still had a scar to this day on my stomach oh from the God. surgery um, that I would have died. One more day I would have died. Wow. And then the other occurrences when I had gotten to my first physical, physical abuse uh, relationship. So that was it, that's five. Wow, wow girl. Well, God truly had a plan for you. Yes. Here the story okay <laughs> okay now in your book you talk about um the first chapter forgiving yourself and you said for forgiving yourself is like the hardest thing that anyone can have to do especially after dealing with abuse and that forgiving yourself doesn't mean you've done anything wrong and i like that part doesn't mean you've done anything wrong it means you forgive yourself and release yourself from any type of hurt or blame or emotions and reactions. Yes. Girl, tell us a little bit more. Well, when we talk about forgiving yourself, because a lot of times we don't want to forgive other people, but technically we don't know we have the mindset that we don't want to forgive ourselves. And when I talk about forgiving yourself, like I stated, it has nothing to do with what you actually went through. It's actually forgiving yourself just for being, maybe being in a relationship or forgiving yourself, not beating yourself up saying I shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, forgiving yourself saying, okay, I am a better person than this. I didn't put up the boundaries. I didn't put it when you start learning, when you start getting coached or you're going through therapy, you start learning that maybe it was things I could have did differently. Not that you did anything wrong to want, want it, wanting the abuse because that's that has nothing to do with you. Uh, but a lot of times we live in this mindset where it's like, oh, what if I would have did this differently? And a lot of times 
abused women, I have to say, we do think like that. And it's like, no, forgive yourself, even if you did nothing wrong. You didn't ask for that abuse. You didn't ask to be put through that. You forgive yourself, period, for just who being who you are. And we beat ourselves up a lot as women. You know, and I'm just talking about personally because I know, yeah. like I said in my book, everything that I talk about, I can't help anyone else if I can't talk transparently about myself. So that's what the forgiving yourself part and piece is about. And to me, that's the most important part because once you forgive yourself, you start finding fulfillment in what you're doing. You'll find fulfillment in who you are. And then you'll start getting new relationships or uh, different avenues and with people and you'll start seeing yourself in a different spectrum. So that's what that is now do you find that after you you know once you learn to forgive yourself and you stop buying into the um the brainwashing mindset because it seems like that is what happens um with abuse and also a mindset of fear because um sometimes you know I, I can only speak from a female side, but men will be too, too sufficient, too, too scared to go, too scared to ask for help, or too afraid to tell anybody. Do you think that um, that mindset, it, it comes from that? And so I the think process of leaving is terrifying. It's terrifying and it's challenging. I do think you, you feel like you gave the person, the abuser, the permission in some kind of way even though you didn't um i think you think that but it's not necessarily true and when we break down on why things happen the way they happen regardless if it's in your past or in your present we address why we address exactly why you accepted it and not because you did something wrong but what was in your mindset uh of the fear was you too fearful because you had no money in my situation my first situation is because of finances and now that's what i talk about too um because of finances and because i didn't want to be homeless again and all the other things i talk about in there but it was because um of a fear and most of the time nine times out of ten it is a fear it's a fear of leaving being lonely i don't I want to start over a relationship again oh i have kids by this person um they i don't i don't want to be I, I might not find somebody better so it's a lot of factors in why you stay and then after it's over a lot of times we go through this beating up ourselves as the abuser and we beat up ourselves mentally and emotionally and we start believing those things that was actually taught to us in that relationship yeah, because a lot of times we don't always tell you, well, you know, you're never going to find anybody else. Yep. But yep. you, you're ugly. Exactly. This goes through the whole gamut, you know. Exactly. You know, and then once you get out, you're thinking about all of this stuff. Well, yeah. am I? Did I? Should I? Yep. You know. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I um, had some things that I highlighted in the book. Um, and you said for um, one of these things, you said with forgiveness, it brings adversity and character. Well, adversity brings character, which is great. Um, and you, you explain what that means. And you said, in an abusive relationship, some you chose, some I chose, and others I did. I was previously in an abusive relationship, some you chose, and others you didn't talk about that. I would say the reason why I say chose 
mm-hmm. is because it was intentional, unintentional. And I have to break that down. When I talk about my mother being my first abuser, that's unintentional. That's something that I didn't choose. I chose, I didn't choose my mom. Um, and my mother uh, necessarily to me wasn't physically abusive, but she was emotionally mentally, mentally abusive. Mm-hmm. I dealt with that a lot. And so when I went into other relationships, I chose relationships, whether I knew it or not, that was like that. So I I chose to believe what was told to me because of what I went through in my childhood with my own mom. And you know, we as we know, our parents are number one. And we could forgive them every day. Like I forgave my mom for everything. I'm just gonna say that. Me and my mother are like best friends now, but it took a process in doing that. Um, that did not happen overnight and it only happened honestly up until the point of time in me writing this book I had to realize things and in writing this book I was like that was the aha moment or the breakthrough for me that I'm like my mother was my first abuser oh my god you know so when I say chose that's what I mean by chose we unintentionally go into our relationships and we think we get used to something and saying well, we think it's normal. It's not normal. <laughs> it's it's yeah. toxic. Let's call it a spade a spade. It's very toxic. <laughs> so we we think it's normal because we dealt with it in our childhood and from our parents. And the trauma that we dealt with with our childhood, we bring it along in relationships. But, you know, sometimes I think that um, with um, abusers, especially, um, you know, with men, I suppose, I suppose with women, especially with our parents, they, they were brought up the way that they were brought up. You know what I mean? And, exactly. And they reared their children and raised their kids just like they were raised. You know, and in their mind, they're thinking that this is how, is how it's supposed to go. You and, know I mean? and I do. I do. And that's what I had to, honestly, with therapy, they taught me that my mother only did the best that she could and that she know how. Um, and then learning about my past and about generational curses is another mm-hmm. thing because I learned my mom dealt with abuse uh, from relationships and then I learned my grandmother dealt with abuse from relationships so of course it got passed down to generation to generation to generation well it has to stop somewhere I sure. don't I have a daughter for your daughter and I have a son I don't want neither one of them to go through abuse neither one of them to go through physical mental emotional or financial abuse so the buck stop here you know what i'm saying so it takes us to have the responsibility to say yes that happened but what can we do to stop it for the future and and you know it's 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 really you know sad um especially within the african-american community and i say that because the history of us is that um from the time that we came over here we were always beat into submission yes yes beat beat Beat. And then it became acceptable, you know, like back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, that it was okay. It was a man was supposed to slap the crap out of his wife or crap out of her wife because, you know, they're stuck on second Tim Second Timothy through the verse that says, you know, submit. But they don't read the verse up under there that says, he should submit. Like and right that, I was just about to say it, that you brought right, up a right. great point because I was gonna say 
that we take that word submission now and we think it's negative and we think like Mm-mm, if i hear that that sounds controlling i'm talking about for me personally when i first got married i was just like hold on <laughs> that sounds like control um can't do it don't like that word right and so i had to educate myself read the bible study mm-hmm. us be around other women and people in church to teach me what the real word submission meant or whatever because I did I had that negative aspect of it too yeah yeah because I find it in, in marriages like I tell people all the time you have to pick and choose your battles yep you, you, you know what I mean some things you know, aren't worth fighting about yeah <laughs> there are other things that need to be front and center you know so that helps a whole lot okay let's go on with some of the um let's see Okay, the first, we talk about the first process of healing with any domestic violence or emotional abuse of any kind. The first process is to forgive yourself. And you know what, Reba, that just seems, in the beginning of a, you know, a coming out of an abusive relationship, that seems like the hardest part to get past forgiving yourself. But I suppose when you forgive yourself, it's easier to forgive tomorrow. And then you can move on. Because if you don't forgive them, they still have that power over you to control you. Exactly. And that's what I say. You <laughs> use my exact words when I when um when we get to chapter two, it's forgiving the other person and forgiving others. That's what chapter two is about. Mm-hmm. And it's about forgiving your abuser. Um and the reason why I dedicated Chapter one is forgiving yourself because you can't forgive the other person if you didn't forgive yourself first. Because like you just said, you cannot walk into anything in the next step and your next your next journey of life holding on to so much because you're letting that person. They went on about their life. They living a whole nother life. They doing whatever they got to do. You letting that person have so much power over you. And a lot of times when... Um, my personal thing that I do with my coaching clients is I ask them, are they ready to forgive? That's one of the first things I do before we even start the coaching because I have to dig deep and we're going through some deep things and deep rooted seed issues. And so if they're not ready to forgive, I have one client tell me, no, she will never forgive him. And I'm like, you're not ready for coaching. Maybe you need therapy. I, I will, you know, direct them somewhere else. Right. Right. Um, because the process of forgiving ain't about them. It's, it's not about them, excuse me. It's about you. Just And it, it clears your mind. And if it didn't work for me, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now telling you my story. So the process of forgiving is about you and the healing power that you have to know that, okay, it happened. I addressed it. I can get over it. I, and I can move on and then start seeing the other aspects and the positive aspects of life on where you need to be and where you need to go. If you don't forgive yourself or them, you're at a standstill. I don't care what you do. And then another thing is you're doomed to kind of, a lot of people don't want to hear this repeat the cycle. You would get into a whole nother relationship and you would do the same exact thing. Trust me, I did it. And you would get into a whole nother relationship doing the same exact thing because you never really dug deep on what forgiveness is and forgiving yourself and forgiving other person. So with all of this that had had transpired in your life, how long did it take you to get to a place of forgiveness? 
difference? Um, my son is 14. When I say forgiveness, honestly, is an everyday journey, if I want to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my son's father, he's not my husband, but you know, two different people, but and when you read the book, mm-hmm. um, we're friends now. It took me a while, don't get me wrong. I when I went into the domestic violence shelter, I remember saying I hate him. Like literally saying <laughs> that. And going through that whole process, like I'm here and I gotta be in this shelter and it's gotta be I gotta be secluded with other women. I'm not these women. You start <laughs> feeling like you're not these people. And I literally hated him. But going through that process of healing and that journey of healing and knowing that other people was in there. And at this time, I wasn't even married. And I'm sitting there in there with a woman that's married. Like, oh, God, you go through this when you marry? I was just That was just my boyfriend. It took a while. And I can honestly say it depends on the person. Uh, for me personally, my son is 14. So it took probably up until my son was probably like seven to truly, truly, truly forgive him. Uh, everybody is different. Like I said, when I wrote the book, I wrote the book during the pandemic. So I had to realize I had that didn't forgive my mom. Uh, so I had to do that. And that yeah. was up until two years ago. So every, <laughs> yeah. every day, forgiveness is a journey because healing is a journey every day. It's a healing process every day. So it depends on the person. But for me, it took for the first relationship seven years. Yeah, because I like in the book when you when you're talking about um, you say the first abusive relationship, and and you look at think about your first abusive relationship and ask yourself, did you really heal? You know, because sometimes you know you'll get out and you'll be okay, and then you'll move on, and you think that you you don't need any help. You know what I mean? And then here you are back again in the same exactly. situation, you know, the same situation and you're asking yourself, well, wait a minute, I, I thought I would be able to recognize the signs, but you never really addressed the issue of all the hurt, the pain, and the, you know, and how to work yourself through all of that, you know? Yeah, because I, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, because when I say I forgave in the seven years, that means I actually forgave the, 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 abuse the physical right mm-hmm. but when I got into a relationship with my husband I got in this relationship with a box around me and I was like so I ain't going through this again and ain't nobody gonna do it and I didn't realize that's not yeah. doing either so the first time me and my husband have an argument we got loud I was an abuse one uh-uh you ain't gonna do this to me I was black girl, rah, rah, rah. because he and he looking at me like What's wrong with this woman? <laughs> it was like that was uh like a, a eggshell. Like, you know, uh-huh. it's okay to have an argument and it'd be okay. Not because he's gonna get abusive. Because and so that's how it stemmed. It starts stemming from, am I really over this? Because now I'm putting something that happened to me in the past and this brother here, right? And I, I'm right. I'm like, hold on, you ain't gonna do the same thing I went through. So, I and you know to- what? That is so so <laughs> true. You know, because I'm a survivor myself, an overcomer. I like to think like you. Overcomer, you know? that's right. Yes, you know what I mean. And so, you know, as soon as you, especially when you're, and you know, you know, and you, you like you said, you got the box. I call it the wall. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, these boundaries can't be crossed. No, 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 I don't like what this is implying. You know, yep. you start going in. I feel you. It's almost like you test them. Right. To see if, okay, if we're good, if we're good here. Okay, okay, well, it's okay. I, I can, I can kind of let my guard down and sort of let my guard down. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we're, we're good. You know, and in a way, um, it's kind of unfair to them. You know it what I mean? Is. I have to learn that the hard way, though. Yeah. Yeah. I have to learn that the hard way because um, I remember me and my husband sitting in therapy years ago when we first decided to get married. And he was just like, I don't feel like she let me in at all. And still to this day, he still says, you know, he feels like he's still breaking down walls, you know. Because I even tell people, just because I coach, and I am a coach, don't mean I am totally there. Nobody is perfect. So I cannot sit in front of you and say, oh, I got it all together. I'm married, and I'm this, <laughs> and I got two kids, and I got this great business, and I got these great clients, and everything is great. I am still in therapy now because there are things, like I said with my mom two years ago, I had to forgive her. I had to go back into therapy and say, hold on, what am I holding on to that I'm also bringing in my marriage? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? So I do I do agree with you because it's unfair to him because I end up, like I said in the book, becoming the abuser. I started tagging at him. I said right. I started saying things to him just to see what he was gonna say back. And a lot of a lot they talk about that, but a lot of people don't know. Sometimes the abuse from the abuser. Yes. That's because it's learned behavior. Yeah. And it's your protect you didn't but you you're you are not going to allow this to happen exactly exactly you know so by any means necessary you're just like okay let's go exactly yeah 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 so i, I trust me girl, i get it <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay we can really talk about this <laughs> you know and then you say that we don't necessarily have to endure other people's pain, but we have to endure the forgiveness of the pain and try to move past it. And forgiveness will make us a better person. Love that. Thank you. Love that. You know, because that pain is real. You know what I mean? It is It is real because I find that if you've ever been in a you know, a DV situation, you know, and once you get out and you're trying to come back, you question everything about who you are. Everything. Am I really ugly? Am I too skinny? Am I too bad? Is this, that? Is this, is that? Is this, is that? I mean, and to me, really, you really can't be involved in a relationship for a long, long time, for some years, actually. You know, um, I remember, um, me and my sister were out this was years ago when I was like in my thirties or something. And um, you know, and I was single, because uh, I had divorced my because he was just, just brutal. And um people would ask me out and I would be very honest with them I'm like yeah. there's no need that you give me your I'm never gonna call you. I, I, I just can't do that. Okay. I mean and this went on for years. Years. Like, nope, stop doing that. Because I didn't feel like I was at a point where I could trust me. Yeah. You because know. you have to get to a point of being vulnerable again. 
Right. And anytime that you're in a traumatic situation, it doesn't matter if it was a spouse or, like I said, a parent. Relationship, regardless, you're in a traumatic situation, vulnerability is broken. So it's like, okay, I got to trust again. Now I got to start over again. Now I really don't know what your history is. Now I don't know if you've been abused before. Everybody don't tell stuff up front. Right. It's, it's so right. it's a vulnerable place for you to be, but I also say vulnerability could be a happy, a good and bad thing. Vulnerability is only a bad thing if you allow it to be a bad thing. Vulnerability uh-huh. is such a comforting thing because you know somebody. Once you get to, once you actually get to know someone, and you be like, okay, now I can open up a little bit about this, or I can open up a little bit about that. I talk to a lot of people and say, I give credit where credit is due. And honestly, if it wasn't for my husband, I wouldn't be the woman that I am now in Christ, I'll say, because of him. And not just because, you know, my like, of course, I had a relationship with God. Right. But when me and my husband initially got together, he was so on fire for the Lord that it was like, I need to know, you know what I'm saying? He right. wanted to get right. to know me in a dating program, but... I liked him as a friend, but then it got, of course, it got more than that. But it was just like, that's what eagered me. That's what encouraged me. And then it was certain things I was saying about myself. I used to use the B word all the time. Like, you might not want to be me. My defense mechanism, I'm a B. I'm a B. I used to say that all the time. And one day he was like, could you stop calling yourself that? Like, I understand that's how you feel. Because I was trying to let him know. I'm a rock, 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 and you this nice boy, church boy, what you want. <laughs> you know, and so when we start initially dating and talking on the phone all the time and, and then me hearing him tell his personal story and him being vulnerable with me, it opened me up to be vulnerable too. Like, okay, you know what? I don't have to feel like that. I don't have to call myself that, you know, so... Vulnerability is, is is a comforting thing because you find someone that you can trust and that you don't have to, you know, let everything down or whatever. But at the same time, you're taking pieces, bits and pieces, mm-hmm. bits and pieces of things that you've learned and taking it and giving it to someone else. So in essence, this is like one of the chapters in your book where it is counseling is a healing process in verbal communication. Yes, I am an advocate for counseling and therapy. I am. Um, You would hear me talk about that a lot because uh, I don't really feel like I know a lot of people, especially in our community. I'm hoping to change it now because this is 2022. Come on, guys. Um, But especially in our community, our black community, we don't think that therapy and counseling work. My my 14-year-old son is in therapy right now. Okay. So it's like, it works, it helps, and it is wanted and needed. And the reason why I say it's verbal communication is because it's someone you don't know that you can actually go in there and trust and they have no no, no guard up. You don't have to have a guard up to saying they're going to judge me because they're doing this for a job, but they're also doing this as a help and a support. And then it just feels good when you feel like you don't have that person to talk to when that will understand you. It's like the therapist feels like, it seems like they understand you because they're giving it to you on a psychological level and a spiritual level because I talk about spiritual therapy too because um, I just can't do psychological, one and go with the right. other. 
um, for me. But um, when you're talking to them, it's like a breather. It's like, oh, okay, I can let my I can let my hair down. Someone don't have to judge me. I don't have to feel like they're gonna use this against me in the future. Yeah. So that's why I recommend therapy because it's like it's things that I know my son talks to the therapist about. Me and my son got a close relationship, but I know certain things as a teenager, like I can't just tell my mama. I gotta tell the therapist because I know how this person better than the therapist this person my mama is you can be like So I I you know I recommend it for anybody and that's why I say it in the beginning of my coaching. I have to dig deep when you're doing the evaluation with me. We're going through the the first steps of evaluation before I even sign you up on where you are mentally. Mindset is the number one thing because if you don't see yourself there, then there's no point in you paying me, me coaching you for 10 weeks, and then you feel like, I ain't had no breakthrough. (laughs) It's like, because that's the whole point of the 10 weeks uh, for you. you either going to have a breakthrough through the six-week process or the 10-week process. I always tell the people it's going to be in between the six and the ten. Wow. But I don't want you feeling like you didn't have a breakthrough because there are certain things. I am just a coach. I am not a therapist. There right. are difference. Yeah, there are so, some things that you need to work through on another level. It's a whole nother thing mm-hmm. that you got to work through on a whole nother level. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's why I tell people, um, I might not be the person for you right now, but I would suggest, and then I'll suggest therapy or I'll suggest something else or whatever if I feel like the mindset is not there because your mindset has to be there for the healing that you want to go through. Okay. So how do you get from to stop thinking of yourself as a victim? What would mm. you tell people for that? You know, because a lot of times people go through you say, you know, but I was a victim of domestic violence. Just like you said, when we think about the definition, okay, so I think I, the reason why I did it is because I looked up the definition and it's so negative. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I don't want to be that. Right. And I get, I'm such a person that it's like I don't want people to cry for me and like to feel sorry for me. Right. Even when I go through stuff, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Reba gonna get through this. So you just know I'm gonna be okay. Okay. So right. when I start really learning the definition of what victim is, I just was like, I don't wanna play that role. I don't wanna play that part. Mm-mm. I'm a survivor. I survived it because I'm living. I survived it because I'm learning from it. I've survived it because I healed from it. And right. so I start telling people, stop calling yourself a victim because it has such a negative connotation. And when you go, I talk about it in a book, when you uh, live as a victim, you act as a victim. So in everything you go through, even in relationships, friendships, you're going to act like a victim. If you keep saying you're a victim, you're going to act like a victim. And every friendship, relationship, I know people that have done it, that you're going to do it. You're going to think it's just, woe is me. Everybody against me. And the world is coming to an end because nothing in my life is right. That's a victim mindset. And we don't want to stay there. We, no, we moving past that. Right. So shall a man think, so shall he be. Exactly. You know, that's where that's where that comes from. You know, because the way you think and perceive yourself is something that you're mind that you're gonna react to that. That's right. You get stuck in being a victim, you know, from something that happened fifteen years ago. No, you don't need to coach, but you do need some therapy. Exactly. You know, you do need some therapy. 
Okay, you um, talk about, you know, I love Proverbs, girl. Ooh, and you're talking That's my about, favorite book. Yes, yes. Um, Proverbs 19 and 20, listen to advice and accept discipline. At the end, you will be counted among the wise. Talk about that, girl. Spiritual mentors for support. So when I talk about Proverbs, um, and that scripture, I'm pretty much talking about when you go through anything and you feel like okay went through it i'm processing it but where do i go from here you start going to elders either ministers in your church or pastors and say you don't go to church people that you know that give you wise counsel that will encourage you on the next steps on what you need to do with your life so wise counsel not going to your girlfriend and saying I just went through this and you could be your girlfriend, but if she's not giving you wise counsel, there's not no point because you're going to leave that conversation leaving the same way. <laughs> um, wise counsel is someone that has wisdom that you trust that won't take anything that you say and use it against you, but give you wise and give you wise counsel and wisdom to take the next step on what you need to do because a lot of times we are not an island we are we are we have people god put us around people okay so we wasn't born and created to just like i say live our stories and live our lives and have these testimonies and just keep it to ourselves it's perfect it's the purpose of the her story it's the purpose of anybody else that we need to encounter whatever and that um, just like the other, it's just like the other scripture, iron sharpens iron. If I need you, I need you because I need to lean on you because I may be weak in this time and my mind may be lost. And I get that a lot of times. I'd be like, okay, I ain't got nothing to give. Who can I call? You right. know, because that needs to be poured back into because sometimes I pour out with, especially with me, with everything that I do. I pour out so much that it's like, okay, somebody got poured back into me. Who can I call? And <laughs> Of course, if you're first now, of course, y'all go to the Lord first. But also, God put us wise counsel. That's what I mean. People around us. Yeah, um, but see, when you... But here's my question to you, though. When, um, when you're going through... You know, I always say there's a blessing on the other side of through. Mm-hmm. But when you're going through and you're still learning to trust, how do you build that struggle? How do you build a trust yeah, when you're going through that? Wise counsel. Yes, yes. Because people <laughs> yeah. you kind of skeptical of everybody then. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's at the same time, you have to you have to trust yourself that you're putting the right people around you. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we was talking about, forgiving yourself. Because right. you have to trust that, okay, when I was going through, and I'll talk about me personally, like I always do. I'm in the domestic violence shelter. Imagine, I'm in a domestic violence shelter. They already told me this program is six months, okay? I'm not talking to my mom. I'm really not talking to people because I'm secluding myself. And it's like, this is embarrassing. I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to nobody. So they put us with a counselor in the domestic violence shelter to talk to us because they knew that we was going to be in this mind frame and this mindset of being shut off. So what I did was I used that and I used that platform of the person that I was talking to. Her name was Captain Blackwell at the time. And I used all the the advice she was giving me to take my life to the next level. And so that came with 
the process of starting to forgive, starting to understand why I was in the situation I was in, starting to understand who I am and who I see myself as. And then it came as, who do I see myself being? And a lot of times sitting in her chair, and this was a black woman, I kept sitting in her chair saying, oh, she married, and she pregnant, I want to be her. I kept saying that to myself. Not saying I want to be her, but I was seeing myself like, because at a point in time, you you feel like everybody can't be going through abuse. Every, she's married, why she not going through abuse? You start thinking like that. So I was in her chair, really looking at her like, I want to be this woman. I want to be married and happily married one day. And I want to, you know, and of course right. my son was three weeks when that happened. So, you know, he was a newborn, but I seen myself being something else. I right. wanted to be, I knew I wanted to be a married woman. I knew I wanted to have more children. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. it takes you to trust you. So it took me to trust Katha. Then I start opening myself up to trust other people. Start having family relationships start putting boundaries up because i talk about that too um start having the mindset that do i want to stay stuck here or do i want to change and i made the choice that i want to stay stuck in who i was i didn't want to stay stuck and be in the mindset and the victim of the mindset uh, the victim mindset i wanted to be different and so that's that's the advice i would give it starts with you honestly wow Oh, girl. That's, that's deep. Okay, let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. Brokenness. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> if you said anytime you go through physical, emotional, or mental abuse, you get to a point where you may have a broken mindset. And I guess that's, but that's the start, isn't it? You know, when you realize that there's a problem, then you can seek help, right? Yeah. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Brokenness stemmed from me and my husband's relationship. <laughs> it, stemmed, <laughs> it, it, it did. It stemmed from when we was dating, the day we got married, and all the counsel we had to have, and the people that came from the church sitting on our couch. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, why y'all keep on going through this? And so I remember, you know, a mentor of mine, his name is Iron Thomas Cotton or whatever. Right. He's a doctor. You that. <laughs> and I remember him standing in my front room and he like, Mrs. Brokenness and Mrs. Brokenness. I'm sitting at this man, staring at this man. He's standing up and I'm looking, I'm sitting on the couch like, what? And he was like, when y'all get ready to meet each other, when you get ready to meet Reba and you get ready to meet Thomas, Mr. Brokenness and Mrs. Brokenness is going to leave. And that just hit me like hearing it clear as day, like yesterday. And that this probably like me and my husband, oh Lord, it's almost nine years. So it, this was like <laughs> seven years ago. And I'm like, what? You know, right, right. But it hit me right. to the point of fact that he was right. You putting on this mask, this facade, this right. whoever you got on to say this who I am and you got to deal with her and that's really not who she is. Break it off right. and when you break it off here comes Reba. Hi. And here comes Thomas. Hi. Right. I do love you. You are a brother and sister in Christ. Oh, I do forgive you. You know what I'm saying? You start being that other person but when Mr. and Mrs. Brokenness keep on talking, y'all don't have nothing y'all to each other saying. So... 
that's what keeps showing up. Yeah, yeah, they show up from time to time. You know, they do. From time to time. Down to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like you don't know how to deal with it now. You know what exactly. I mean? It, exactly. It, it's like, you know, uh, you know, it's like some things, you know, that are said don't, don't want a comment or response. You know, yep. you just already know, okay, let me, let me just, you know. You know, because my husband is a Gemini, so I always say this, good twin, I can tell when the other one is around, and I go, <laughs> but you know that's a beautiful thing about being married that long. You don't even know each other. You know, you just like, I'm not, I'm not going every day, not today. You know, so I love this book. Who you are in God is very valuable. How do you think that? You, I can't hear you. You said what? I said, Who you are in God is very valuable. How did you get there? Who? Okay. So, <laughs> um, asking the hard questions, to... girl, because we need to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no problem. I have no problem. Um, it goes back to when I said who I was. I always had a relationship with Christ. Now, my mother had us in church when we was younger. Uh, since we was younger. I always had a relationship with Christ, but I never, I, I always acknowledged Christ. Let's say that. But I never right. had a relationship with Christ until I got older. And so, when, stem from when I met my husband and things started changing and I started seeing myself and, oh, okay, you know, um, I wanted to be valuable. But, I also wanted to be valuable to myself. And so, I started researching and studying and honestly, that was Proverbs 31. Um, I really did. I just, that was the first book I studied when I really got into the Lord. Um, and it broke down so much and I seen myself being her. And a lot of times people look at her as, oh, she's perfect. She's not. She's definitely not. She's walking in who God called her to be. And that's the whole point. She had she's she's being this being and she's being this um we want to say character but sometimes character is on and off it's who she naturally is and if we tap into who God really wants us to be want us to be individually and find our purpose in life then that's when we start tapping into other avenues of oh I like that oh that is me oh okay i go i see myself walking around like that oh i do don't need to respond to that oh i don't need to be negative to that you start tearing off layers and layers and layers and bits and pieces of who you thought you were to who god created you to be and when you see who god created you to be you start saying this beautiful being and it's not and nobody said that she's perfect what we're saying is god created you out of the image of him and so, because he is perfect, you are perfect in his image. And so I talk about it too with, um, that's why my, my coaching is like uh, from ashes to beauty coaching. Because mm -hmm. I take you from ashes and it's like you're going into a pressure point of being a diamond. Because coaching and anything that you're trying to heal from, I'm putting pressure on you. So, but I'm putting only on putting that pressure on you because you're about to come out sparkling. You're about to come out shining. But it's gonna be a lot of pressure. But that, if we think about it, that's our lives. That's what we go through every day. 
Right. And sometimes we'd be like, God, for real, I don't want to handle all this. But God's right. like, but I got you for a purpose. I got you here for a being. I got you here. And so you start yes. breaking off the layers. Like the phoenix that rises yes. from the ashes and becomes exactly. And that's awesome. But you're right, though. He does test you all the time and pulling you, putting you here, putting you there. Because, I mean, you talk to him like, I'm like, seriously? You know? <laughs> you know? I do. I would like, no, seriously, for real. Like, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, seriously, for real. Like, for real. Like, for real. Like, for real. Like, for real. And, and then again, here we are back at the topic of the day, forgiveness. And the reason that I'm focusing on this, ladies, is mm-hmm. you're watching, everybody watching, because you know what? That is the hardest thing to do. In it me. is. I don't know why. Even myself at times, we all have a difficult time saying, okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing. But this chapter in your book talks about forgiveness is not for you. It's for, well, it's not for them, it's for you, you know, and I, and, you know, I just can't express that enough. And you talk about, in Genesis 2, 4, that famous scripture that when a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, they become one flesh, of them flesh of my flesh. Um, that's, that's pretty serious, that no man put asunder what God is joined together. Exactly. Uh, it is serious, but I'm telling you that Eve that came out of that brew from Adam, she something else sometimes, girl. <laughs> and she was, and she was the Proverbs third one woman, but she didn't walk in it. No, 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 because she knew about the apple girl. Exactly, exactly. She knew that Adam, Adam had enough to exactly. to do it, but Eve just went on exactly. and said, "Okay, but." It sure tastes good. You want some? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, why? <laughs> he was something else, you know, that, that bread thing, you know, that we got that, you know. So, but I think at, at, at the end of the day, it all works together for good once you get past um, all of your history through domestic violence, you know, because. The sharing and the telling of the story is part of the healing process on a constant basis. You know, because you know, says when you're, you know, when you're free, you can speak about all the things that have happened to you in your past and how you made it through. And perhaps, like I said here, of course, her story. It's imperative that we have sisters tell their stories because we're helping somebody else on the same journey. There are so many men and women that are abused. And some don't even realize it because everything is not necessarily physical. I said that. Yeah. And that's that's why I bring that up because a lot of people that come to me think in the beginning when I first started doing this, um, a lot of people are like, that doesn't apply to me because I, you know, I never been physically abused. And when I start evaluating and talking to people, and I'm like, but you know you're getting mentally abused, right? You know that's mental abuse, right? And then they start thinking about the like, oh yeah, I'm like yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. mental abuse. Yeah, yeah. So you know because words hurt. And so, and most of the time, I tell people when I'm coaching, it's harder to help somebody heal from words and heal from the physical. It is. I went through it, and so. 
I I I can I have forgiven a physical in the past quicker than I forgave what you said, said to me. Yeah, and I'm still ten years thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, but those words are like a sword, you know, and and and, and they stay with you. They stay you know with what you. I mean? Because they feed, you they you feed into it. Yeah, they do, they do, they do. So you know, you just have to truly, truly walk in the light of forgiveness and move on. You know, but Queen, you have been awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Everybody, please, I need you to go to Amazon.com and get her book, A Blessing in Disguise. Um, it, it's really a, a healing process in itself. You know, it'll help you. Um, it'll bring some things to light. It'll make you think about your situation. If you happen to be in any type of domestic violence situation, you know, we always want to us to be healed you know, but please 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 her book yes girl i'm on it <laughs> you know because here's her story we always want to support our sisters and our queens that are here you know to um, help the businesses flourish and get the word out and look you can find reba bell where you can find Reba Bell at RebaBell.com. There we go. And once you go on there, you can just sign up for my email list. And if you sign up from your show, if you say you and your show from watch from your show, um, I'll give you my new book from Ashes to Beauty. It's my autobiography for free. Girl. So all you have to do is sign up for my email list at RebaBell.com. Oh, well, now we got two books to go and get. Can they, yes. can they get Ashes to Beauty on Amazon now? Yeah, no, Ashley the Beauty, I just give out for free. It's not okay. on Amazon, but you can get Blessing in Disguise on Amazon. But if you sign up for my email list on RebaBell.com, you get Ashley's the Beauty for free. Okay, y'all, well, look, go to uh, RebaBell.com and sign up and, and get the Queen's book, okay? Let's support <laughs> her. Let's support her. Let's make this happen, okay? Because we're all here to do one thing lift each other up and help each other out, you know? You don't get your blessings, but how people treat you is how you treat them. That's so right. let's go. Let's go, y'all. Wait, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Love you. Love you so much for that. Sorry about the time zone mix up, girl, but next time I'll know, okay? Hey, we're going to stay ready. We stay ready. Yes, no yes. problem. Okay. I'm already ready. <laughs> I have so enjoyed the conversation with you, and I am sure that we have helped some people along the way, and that is what it is all about. So, again, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, have a blessed evening, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you oh. guys for watching. Oh, you are awesome, girl. Good night. Good night. Hey, everybody. I am Kimberly Pinkston with Heart Story, and I hope that you enjoyed um, tonight's episode with the Breakthrough Coach, Reba Bell. She was awesome, and I love her honesty with her telling her story. Please go to RebaBell.com, sign up, get the free book, and also support this queen. Go to Amazon.com and buy the book of Blessing in Disguise, which will help you through your crisis with domestic violence. Again, I'm Kimberly Pinkston with her story. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And most of all, stay safe. Love you guys. See you next week. Good night.